Welcome to Agent Unstuck Calls, where we talk to real estate agents who are experiencing a challenge in their real estate career and they're looking for an alternative solution. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with MastermindAgent.com, and I'm excited about this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Well, uh, I'm excited to chat with you today. Thank you for joining me, and uh, how can I help you today? What, what uh, issue are you working through? What challenge do you have in your real estate practice that you'd like us to address? Um, well, I've been doing this, I'm doing this 10 years, but I would say the last five years that I started in Florida, um, and now I'm doing it in New Jersey where I grew up. So the area I know better actually. So I've been doing it five years or going on six years up here, but I was on a team with one other agent who was the team lead for that entire time, uh, which was great. I learned so much, really needed that, you know, uh, but then it, really started hurting when I saw how hard I worked and saw what I, you know, when everybody's got paid what I made. Um, so after I ran my butt off last year and looked at what I made, I said, I got to go on my own. Even if I'm, even if I'm not doing as many deals, I'm keeping more of the money for myself. Um, so I switched brokers. I joined DXP. I'm really, you know, getting, getting into that, but it's also a new brokerage. So learning all of that. And now I'm out on my own. Um, and it's a brutal market. And I was always uh, working with buyers in the beginning. I want to work with more sellers. So that's my weakness is, is listings, which is probably most agents want more of, obviously. Um, but I'm just trying to get a strategy down, um, you know, to make myself... Uh, more of a listing agent presence, which I, you know, I've got it down with the buyers, even though I'm running them around like crazy right now. I, I just don't have the the strength or the confidence behind my my listing stuff because I, I just haven't done it as much. Um, so looking to try to hone in on that, um, I started a a mail out to my farm that's going to last a year and. The first two months, it's going to go out bi-weekly. And then the rest of the year, it's going to go out once a month. That's to about 700 houses in my neighborhood and the, and the neighborhoods next to it. And I have uh, signed up for some lead generation things that I've just got into. Uh, so I'm just kind of ironing out the details of that to see how that's going to work. But it's ultimately, this is the first time I'm really investing my own money into my business before I would just get leads from the team lead. And when you think about it, I didn't, I didn't think twice about handing her thousands of dollars of my commission. Why shouldn't I be just putting my own money towards my own business? It doesn't make any sense. So now I'm investing in myself, but I'm getting, you know, it's scary. <laughs> Sure. Uh, I want to be a I want to be a, a bigger, better agent without you know going broke in the process. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you for giving the the, the recap there. Uh, did a good job. So how long have you been on your own? Since March of this year. So March, April, June. We're three four months. Yeah. Okay. So about ninety days or so you've been out on your own. That's, that's not a long time. So you've done a lot in that short period of time. How about a um, couple other questions? 
said you were working mainly with buyers uh, and you, you're in your New Jersey, in, in the area that you are today. Uh, how many people have you helped to buy a home in the time that you've been there? How many past clients do you have? In the last five years? Mm -hmm. God, I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask a different question. With your agreement that you had with your prior team leader, the business that came in that you closed, was that considered your business after it closed or did it stay with her? It stayed with her, which is one of the problems I'm having. My ego is like, uh, those are my sales, you know? Um, so, so it almost on paper could look like I'm a new agent. If, if somebody's looking me up, um, you know, I was able to claim some of the properties I worked with on Zillow, but most of the time they would not go under my name because they closed under her name. Um, you know, so we had circle of excellence, we, you know, we had all that, but it's all her, every, all, you know, everything is her. So trying to step out from under that shadow and say, Hey, I've been here for five years. I'm not new, you know, um, it's hard. We've got some really heavy hitters in this area that I'm trying to work in. And, um, sure. So that's the pros and the cons of working on a team, yeah. right? You were handed the leads and you're able to run them and you didn't have to worry about the stress of generating them and running the team and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the, you also got that nice paycheck every time you closed. The flip side was, uh, you were dependent on that that person, and they got the credit, and uh, I assume the lion's share of the income, or, or whatever the split was, and uh, and so that's that's the that was the arrangement, and the agreement, and that didn't work anymore. And now you're looking for something different. So I would just chalk that up to, hey, I got a lot of good experience, and now I'm moving on. Sure. Um, Sure. And the public, by the way, doesn't know as I, I know Zillow and some of these other things, but in general, the public doesn't know anything other than what you tell them as far as what your experience is. Right. Um, so I wouldn't stress about that is what I'm trying to say. Let's ask the other question you have. Uh, let me let me ask another question first. <laughs> How about do you have a sphere of influence? Because that would be yours and you would keep it. Do you have friends, family, uh, acquaintances, uh, people that you put together on a list that these are the people that you know in your area and they know you and you could ask them for business? You know, I know that that's like a staple and I, I am not the best with the organized lists, <laughs> um, especially because I jumped around to a couple different brokers. So I was always using whatever CRM they had included. And so throughout the years, I, I don't have what I know. I don't have what I need, put it that way. I understand. But you, you have relationships with people. Would you agree? Yeah. Good. And you could put together a list if you were if you were put under the hot coals, yeah. <laughs> someone was torturing yeah. you, you could put together a list, right? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be easy because you mentioned, but I understand you could yeah. do it. The reason I bring that up is that's the number one easiest place to get listings because these people already know, like, and trust you. Right. Uh, you're not competing against anyone else. They don't negotiate you down on commission. You don't have, you're typically not competing against another agent. Um, yeah. And so that's the, usually the core of any successful agent's business is the past clients, a sphere of influence. Your past clients are limited because of your prior agreement. That's fine. So you're, in that regard, you're starting new, but you still get to start with your sphere of influence. And I highly recommend you do do that. Make that list, start working that first. That should become your base business. And as you get base uh, past clients, you add to that. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, let's go down the path of how do you generate listings from people you don't know, right? 
and that's some one of the challenges that you've had. And you've gone down the geographic farming route. Uh, you're starting to go down that number one, and number two, you're also going down the uh, selling me like internet leads. Is that basically what you're purchasing? Yeah, it was kind of like a twofold thing. I I signed up for this this market leader is the name of it. Um, you know, they give you the website, and you you know you put your custom stuff in it to some extent. And um, that's, they're guaranteeing uh, 10 leads a month that are verified as far as, you know, working phone numbers and, and email addresses, but it's new. Um, so I'm, I'm just really starting that July. How much 3rd. does that cost? Uh, it's four four nineteen a month. Okay. And I had to sign so up for six months. For a year? They, uh, six months. Okay. So you made, I was going to say years, five grand. So $2,500 commitment for, um, six, for six months, that'd be 60 leads. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and are they supposed to all be seller leads? No, I, I had hoped for that. Um, and I asked for that and they said, you know, they can't, they can't guarantee that they will all be seller leads. And I thought, well, okay, well, I, I do like working with buyers, although not in this market. <laughs> So um, they said it would probably be split like six buyers, four seller leads. So we'll see what happens when it comes out. So right. this is another thing you're learning. And that is uh, when you have a team lead, they get to worry about how these leads come in and figure out you know, that whole side of it. And a great team leader, and there's all kinds of teams, good, bad, all in between. But a great team leader, that's what they're really great at is lead generation. They get really good at narrowing that down and working through ups and down markets and all kinds of changing markets. And they become really good lead generators. Now that you're a solo agent, that's something that you get to work on and focus on is how do you generate leads? And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you go back to the PCSOI, past clients of sphere of influence, it's your number one source if you work it. The top solo agents closing 50, 60 transactions a year, 70, 80 transactions a year, majority of their business is coming from their PCSOI. And when mm -hmm. I say majority, I'm talking 70, 80, 90%. It's a, a big chunk of it because it's the easiest business to get and the most profitable. Um, but looking at these other sources, we're going to keep going down these lines. Let's go back now to uh, GeoFarm. That's something I know quite a bit about. It's interesting what you're, you've got. So it sounds like you're hiring a company. They're going to do some kind of mail out for you. You've, uh, did you say you targeted a list of 700 or 700 bucks a month? I can't remember which. Uh, 700 houses. 700 homes. Okay. So you got, did you pick those properties? Yeah, it's the neighborhood I live in, and there's two neighborhoods like attached to it that I I love. You know, I live here, so obviously it's I'm familiar with it, and I, I've always wanted to get more in my neighborhood, um, get you know, get more business in my neighborhood because it's it seems like um, two two of the big agents that lived in here moved out, so we're seeing all different agents listing in here now not dominating, you know, so, but I'm, uh, I'm not, that's where my like confidence I worry about like going, the listing appointments I've been on have been those, um, previous clients or sphere of influence, but to break into the neighborhood, I don't know the majority of the people in here. And I think there's something about going into a listing appointment without knowing them that I guess, knowing myself worries me how, how I would do like, you know, with a presentation 
under pressure with people that I don't know. That's probably, probably poorly. Probably poorly the first time. Yeah. Right. It's take some practice. So. You know why? Because you're a human being. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what happens to all of us. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it is the most difficult part of our business because yeah. when you're uh, working with a buyer, you're selling a physical product, this house, and the buyer is selecting that. They, they're not selecting you. They're selecting the house. You're just kind of going along for the ride. You're, right. you're looking for their feelings and their ideas and their emotions, and you're playing along. And that has a talent. That is a talent. But it's different because when you go out to the list, the thing that you're selling is you. Yeah. It's you. Oh. It's you, you're, you and the ability to do it. And that's what you're picking up on, confidence in these other things. And the way you build confidence is through experience. Yeah, and we're going to come back to some of that, uh, but I'm glad you're bringing this up and addressing it because everybody goes through it who wants to move into the listing side of the business. Uh, it is a challenge. It, 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 you really have to be driven to make it happen and make it work. I'm going to give you a couple ideas. I I always like marketing and lead generation because that's what this business and all businesses are all about. As far as if you don't have it, you don't have a business. You have to do other things, but if you don't have this, you don't have a business. So. Let's kind of go down this path. You picked Geofarm, and I'm going to come back to that, but I want to get a bigger picture out there. And, and that is you got to pick a niche. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got to be a, a specialist at something because I can't remember if you mentioned it here or in the, the comments that you wrote to me before the call. You said you got all these other heavy hitters and experienced agents, and you don't know how you're going to go up against them. The way you go up against them is you define a niche that you're the expert at. Mm -hmm. Listen carefully to that. You find and define a niche that you are the expert at. Mm -hmm. you, you set up the game board so that you're going to win. Okay. And then everyone else is irrelevant uh, because they can't compete in your now redefined game board and restructure. So I'll give you a couple of examples. <clears throat> as far as uh, geofarming, I used to do that and that's how I got successful uh, was I started to geofarm uh, my city, my little town's condos and townhomes and became the condo and townhome expert. So I niched down into that. And first I niched down into a one complex and did really well and then went out. Now, by doing that, I was able to double in about 25% of my business because people started coming to me for both sides for that kind of work. Okay, mm -hmm. And it grew and it was pretty fun. Um, you know, that's where, how I could list 21 homes in 30 days, okay, sure. because I was specialized, because I knew the product, I knew the area, I knew everything that was going on, I was able to demonstrate that, I felt very confident, I knew everything that was going, I didn't have to know the whole market, I just had to know that market, right. um, I advertised that I knew that market, uh, I advertised myself as the Lakewood Condo King, <laughs> and people uh, contacted me because of that, that's the specialty that they wanted. Uh, and it worked really well. Let me give you another example. I just interviewed someone that I think you need to go listen to their success call. Uh, his name is Phil Rotundo. Have you listened to that success call yet? Phil Rotundo? This came out. Yeah, Phil Rotundo. R-O-T-O-N-D-O. -O. Phil Rotundo. I love his story. Whether you like his niche or not, I love his story. Uh, Phil's working in Florida, where you were working earlier, and uh, he's he's trying to get traction a few years back, a decade or so ago, and he can't get any traction. He's bombing. His first six months, he did one deal. It was a lease and he made 90 bucks. All right. It's not working well. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, he doesn't know what to do though, because things he doesn't feel like he has any other opportunities. 
So he starts to do a lot of floor time and open houses. While he's doing the floor time, a call comes in and uh, somebody says, I've got this vacant lot I need to sell. It's real low price, but I need to sell it. And uh, he says, God, I don't know what to do with this. So he starts asking all the age, other sharp, smart veteran agents in his office, what do I do with this thing? Can you help me with this? And they all say, no, I don't, I don't touch those things. I don't deal with vacant lots. They're, they're too low priced, too small of a commission. I don't want to deal with that. And he starts to think, he says, well, what choice do I have? I got nothing else going on. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. So he does it and it works. And within months, the other agents in the office realize that he knows how to do vacant lots. Guess who starts referring him all these deals? Uh, the agents in his office. All the other agents in his office and other offices because they don't want to deal with them. Right. So that's a great niche because it's one that nobody else wanted to do. Mm -hmm. He's developed that and grown it. Check this out. He is a solo agent. He has no assistance. He never leaves his office. He never goes out in the field. Last year, he sold 409 of these properties in one year, okay? oh about 35 a month. And he only works about an hour on each one. Okay? Oh my gosh. So th there's power in these niches is what I'm trying to get you to understand. You can do luxury. You, you, there's all kinds of niches that you can jump into. Okay, uh, you're, You haven't been around long enough, but when the REO came in, that was a niche, Okay, when we had the fallout in 2008, 9, 10. There's all these niches that people have done in seven figure niches that people make really good money. You, you've got the right idea with the geo farm. That's a great example of a niche and we'll go down that some more, but I wanted to get your mind clicking that there's all kinds of niches you should look for. Some people do a niche into uh, a sphere of influence niche. Like they only work with doctors in a hospital because that was their background. They knew all these doctors or nurses mm -hmm. or something. I've known people that work with nothing but janitors in like elementary mm -hmm. schools. I know people that work with nothing but uh, uh, kids that want to get uh, kids' parents for college rentals. Okay. The kids go to school for four years. Uh, this guy goes out and he helps the parents buy a rental for them to have their kid in for four years. And then they either keep it as a rental or sell it. And he's helping them rent it, buy it, sell it, make it a fortune. All right. There's all these little niches to think about. And when you do a niche, you become confident because you become the expert and nobody can compete with you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I want you to start thinking down that path. How can I become the expert? It's not an easy question, but if you can, if you can resolve it, you become golden. You become powerful. You become confident. Uh, everything else falls in place. And when you're an expert, guess what? Nobody's going to negotiate down your commission. They're going to pay you for your expertise. Mm -hmm. uh, think about it in other professions. You, <clears throat> you get your ear lopped off in an accident. Are you going to negotiate with the doctor who comes in no. to sew it back on? <laughs> no, no. Are you going to want the best ear doctor there is to sew it back on? Absolutely. Right. Okay. So I know that was a silly example, but you're getting the idea, right? There's special people. Your car breaks down and you've got a special type of car. You want to go to the specialist who does whatever your problem is. Um, and that's what you want to do in real estate. So I challenge you to think of that. Now we'll go down the geo farm route because that was very popular when I got in 30 years ago because it automatically makes you niche. You become a niche in that neighborhood, the expert in that neighborhood. 
Mm-hmm. And it's really good and it can be powerful. It sounds like you've seen a couple of examples of people who did it in your neighborhood. Most people select the neighborhood that they're in because they know that inventory. That's great. But you should also do research on it to see how many homes you're selling, mm-hmm. right? How quickly are they selling? For instance, when I did the condos, I knew that I was selling at a 10, 10% rate on average. So one in 10 was moving every year. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool because the surrounding houses was 5%. It was one in 20. So we were selling at twice the rate. So I knew it was a good market. I, I did all kinds of analysis on the market before I jumped into it. Um, you need to know those kind of stats. Let me go. Uh, I know we only have a limited amount of time, but I want to get some information out here for you. Uh, the GeoFarm group that you're working with, the mailing of one a, one a month is not enough. Okay. If you want to become a, a true expert, you, you not only need to be the expert, you need to tell everybody over and over and over and over and over again. Right. You have to tell the right people, okay? Right. So in this case, it's your geofarm and you gotta have the message of, I am the expert of X. So mm-hmm. as an example, I don't know, what, what's the name of the subdivision? Starbridge. So you say, I am the Starbridge real estate expert. I can help you. If there's anything you need to know about this market, I know it backwards and forwards. And you better know it backwards and forwards. You do the stats. In fact, that's a great mail out is the stats of your market. It shows, it demonstrates that you really are the expert by showing all the sales, all the stats, all the breakouts. What's the average days on the market? What's the list of sales price ratio? What exactly were the properties that were bought and sold? People go, oh my gosh, it does this market. You want to connect them. I need to sell my house. Call. Okay. You got to get that connection going. And you also have to have a really good offer. So you've got to get um, the response from them to contact you to get something in return. You give something for free in order to get your foot in the door. That's the typical way it works. It could be uh, the old one is the old market analysis. You say, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, they, they could go online to get that. That's true, but it's not it's not from the expert. It's not definitive. Have right. you ever done one? They're very generic. They can be all over the place. They can be wrong. Right. And you, you got to prove in your marketing way. I'm going to give you an accurate market analysis. If you want to know exactly what your property is in this market, contact me. If you want to know general thing, contact someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The beauty, the other beauty of the niche for a solo, uh, solo agent is that it limits your expenses mm-hmm. because you can ignore everything else. Like right now, you were trying to reach out and grab things to try to figure out how to get back in, right? So you bought into this business. I don't know if it's any good or not, but this $2,500 expense that you had to buy whether you knew it was going to work or not. Yeah. Right? Sure. And luckily, it was only $2,500. Bucks, but well, I'd love to take that $2,500 and work it right down your niche. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? In yeah. this case, you said geofarm, but whatever the niche is, you just define it. And the first niche, let's go all the way back to the beginning. The best niche is? Sphere of Influence. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> ECSOI. That's right. So past clients and Sphere of Influence is your best, best absolute niche. And because it, it's yours, right. nobody has your past clients and Sphere of Influence niche. That is you. Right. And you want to create a moat around that by reaching out, grabbing those people and hugging them as often as possible. Yeah. Right. So that they get to the point that real estate, that's the connection in their brain. Right. Coca-Cola does that by spending billions of dollars, you know, drink Coca-Cola, drink Coca-Cola. That's the connection they're trying to create at the top of someone's head when they go to the vending machine or wherever they're at. Um, You need to do the same thing with real estate. Yeah. 
Okay. And if you do that, then everything else falls into place. You don't even have to be that good when you go on the listing presentation because they're only talking to you. Mm. Does that make sense? That would be amazing. <laughs> That's the way you got to work it. Yeah. You have to redefine everything. So it's just you. And even in this super hot market, I don't know what the stats are. I haven't looked at them recently, but I know what they've been historically. What do you think it is for how many agents does the average seller call out to uh, get a listing presentation before they list their home? The average, I don't know, part of me wants to say one, <laughs> but yeah. I know there I are those. I up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of me wants to say there are those that would see two or three, you know, just. Yeah, in the old days, we used to say it was three. We're like, oh, it's three. It's got to be three. You're always competing against two others. Yeah. No, it doesn't bear out in the stats. Like 70% of the people only talk to one agent before right. they list. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so, and, and why is that? Because that's a lot of the PCSOI. Right. Okay. That's why I'm telling you, work that first. And you're mm -hmm. thinking, but I don't have the experience yet, or I can't prove it, or I can't. Okay. Get what you want. If that's the, if that's the face you want to show to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not going to the family functions going, I can't make this work. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. I you can't do that. I, I, hide, I hide the insecurity pretty well. <laughs> Good. Yeah. The old, there was an old saying, fake it till you make it. Yes. Right. That's yeah. what you got to do. You just got to yeah. put on a big smiley face and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's actually, that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I, you're right. I'm kind of reaching to see what's going to work. And um, it would be nice just to work in, in this neighborhood and the, and the two neighborhoods next door. Cause they're luxury, especially the two neighborhoods next door. They're, they're bigger and bigger homes, but they're smaller neighborhoods. So it's not a, a giant amount of people it could actually be pretty manageable so what you so let me ask you a question you got 700 homes how many cells were there in those 700 homes last year no now off the top of my head ouch i know you're not an expert that's this why i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's why i'm helping you right so yeah. i just got all i can do is point things out yeah um, what was the uh what was the average price in each of those three areas last year all right, you got me. Yeah, I know. But I want you to think about it and what you got to look up and what other people right. are listening to, right? So uh, what is the average uh, time on the market? Days on the market, DOM. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And thank you for being honest and saying that. And so you just got to find out, right? How yeah. does it compare to the rest of the market, like the right. general market? Those, right. are, those are good comparison things, right? You tell your people in your area or your niche, you say, hey, we're selling in 14 days and the general market is selling in 51 days. We are way faster. You need an agent who can move quick, yeah. okay? Or maybe you discover it's the reverse. You say, hey, look, I know you've heard on the radio that everything's selling in 21 days, but in our market, it's taken almost four months on average to sell a property in these niches. You need somebody who can go the distance and bring people to this market, mm -hmm. right? Well, you can't do that yet because you don't know any of the stats. No, I don't. Okay, I'm going to give you one. I'm, this is such a big, hot topic. I'm going to give you a couple more things to think about. The most important thing is this. When you define your niche, you've got to ask this question. You, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and say, what do they want? Okay. So if you want to work with sellers in your neighborhood, you've got to flip yourself into their shoes and ask, what do they want? Mm -hmm. 
Because if you can answer that and then you can provide it, and then your marketing says, hey, I know you want X, here's the solution. Yeah. You are the only one they're gonna call. Right. I thought about offering I thought about offering um for buyers and sellers, like to do a one to do a home warranty to offer that to That's all the zero. sellers. It's nothing. It's no it's big a, well, well, I mean, would you make a decision to hire an agent based on the home warranty? No, but I thought actually the idea came from the it's like an introductory email that goes out to people that sign up on my site. So it was like a little something extra to get them to like you know, push them through the, should we call her, should we not call her phase? Does that show your expertise? No. Does it answer what's in it for me? By, from the other person's side, they say, what's in it for me? Well, a home warranty, but like long-term, that's not really what they want. They want a home or they want to sell their home, so. Good, now, now, now go another level deep. Let's take somebody in your neighborhood. Take, don't tell me who it is, but just picture your neighbor to one side of you or the other, okay? And they've decided to move. What do they need? What do they need? Well, they need a, an agent. <laughs> they don't need an agent, but they might hire an agent. Most, most likely they will, yeah. they don't need one, but yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, they need a place to go. Ah, aha. Uh -huh. you, you actually nailed it on the first one. Yeah, most people miss that. Most sellers are going to do what? Move to another. going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. It may be in your local area. It may be out of state. They, you know, we don't know where they're going, but they're, they need to buy. And which is more attractive, the seller to buy in the mind of the client? Probably to buy. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's moving forward to the future and the happiness and the excitement, right? Sure. And the cell is the anchor. It's the drag. It's the no fun. Right. So you just figured it out. You're going to have to connect the two. And when you go out on the listing appointment, you don't just talk about the cell. You got to talk about where they're going and what they want to achieve and where they're trying to get to. How can you help them do that? Okay. Make sense? For yeah. instance, I think it was very interesting that you said you have these three neighborhoods that are up, up, go, they pop up in price. Mm -hmm. Most people... I, I'm trying to remember, I think in the old days, the stat was around 80% of the people live, when they move, they move right back into the same zip code, all right? So when they move up, they want, because it's where their family is, their friends are, their churches, their the high schools, the, you know, the, whatever schools they're in, the, uh, the uh, grocery stores, everything is right there that they know. Yeah. And so they want to stay, typically they want to stay in there, in that area, but they want a nicer home there. So you have this really interesting point. You could help them skip up. You could say, hey, you're in neighborhood A. Do you want to see the properties in neighborhood B? Let me show you those properties because they're really cool. We'll see if it works because that's probably what they really want. And then boom. And the, the way that we used to do that is it's usually about a 50% jump in price. So if your neighborhood, I almost gave the old fashioned numbers of 100,000. It's not, not any good anymore. Uh, whatever your name, what's the average price in your lowest area, area neighborhood? Uh, the lowest price? Yeah, the average in the lowest price. You said there's three of them. What's the average price? Guess. Oh, okay. Um, of the three neighborhoods, you mean? Or yeah, just or? any number. I just need the numbers. Uh, I'd say probably uh, 400. Great. Let's start with 400. So you got 400. What are those people going to move up to? 
five, 600. They're going to go up 50%. Okay. Okay. What's the 600 per, 600K person going to move up to? Eight. Yeah, they're going to move up to nine, right? So oh, sorry. on average, it's good. Right. That's not exact, right? right? It's just the idea. They're typically going to move up. And what's cool about that, then listen, listen. What's cool about that is when you list a home at the 900, you're going to then immediately market it down to the people in the 600. Right. When you list a home in the 600, you're going to immediately market it down to the people in the 400. You're going to you're going to start doubling the deals left and right because you're that area's expert and you're working on a tree. You're working. You understand you're working on a, a stair yeah. step. You know, you made me just realize that the way that you said people are going up, there's a fourth neighborhood that wasn't on my radar at all. And it's a 55 and older that's also attached. <laughs> Do you have so a lot like of people in your neighborhood that are 55 or older? Well, it's like, uh, you know, the neighborhood is starting to turn over, you know, so it's Perfect. like, yeah. And that's I a great option. Exactly. Now you become a, have a little expertise there, right? Yeah. Help the people in your neighborhood sell because they want to buy into the 55 and over. Yeah. Okay. Now you might get listings up there too, because now you're bringing buyers. Mm -hmm. right? And at the bottom and next side down, now you have this home to advertise and bring in a buyer. You're going to, you're going to start, you're going to start being a broker, <laughs> you're going to bring buyers and sellers together, right? That would be amazing. <laughs> I told you, we, we did about 25% that way, bringing them together yeah. because you niche. The national average, somebody just told me the other day, it's like one or 2%. It's very rare for agents to do double in because they're scattered. They're all over the place. But mm -hmm. when you niche, it starts to happen all the time. Um, all right. Well, I think I gave you a whole bunch of things yeah. to think about. And I have an assignment for you. Okay. Okay. So this is going to be a thinker assignment. Uh, and you may already have the answer, but I want you to brainstorm on it anyway, because we were going through a lot. So your assignment is this, write it down. Uh, your assignment is to uh, just brainstorm with yourself and think about what niche you want to be in. What area do you, what, what thing do you want to be the expert at? It can be a geofarm, but it could be something else too. Open your mind. There may be some niche that you have where you haven't talked about, an area of expertise, a group of people that you know, um, a type of property that you actually have an expertise at and you haven't thought about. Something's there that you may not have thought about. And I want you to define it because I want you to be able to commit 100% to whatever that thing is for the next year. And if you will, you're going to be really surprised at the results. Uh, but you won't do it if you don't feel confident about it. So I need you to think about what that niche is and how you can dig into it and become that expert. Uh, and then I want you to write that down so you know what it is. And I want you to then notify me. So when could you get that assignment done? Well, I'm kind of curious now to think about running some numbers of turnover rates and you know, looking, looking into that, like different, what you had mentioned that you did. Um, so average prices, days on the market, turnover rates, what's the average commission that comes out of each area? What's the total commission in the area? If I got 5% of it, what could it feed me? If I got 10%, could it feed me? Do I need a hundred percent of it to make this work? Well, then my farm is too small. So you've got to start analyzing it. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I, what's, I don't even know what today is. Probably, I could probably, because I do want to look into it um, by Monday. 
Monday, fantastic. What's the date? Uh, 28th. 28th? Okay, fantastic. What time will it be done? Um, I'd say probably by 11 a.m. Give me the morning cool. in case I'm scrambling. <laughs> Perfect. At 11 a.m. on the 28th, by then or before, send me an email to let me know that you've completed the assignment. That's your accountability. Okay. Okay. Like and this is going to be a fun project. I, I'm really jealous. This is a great thing for you to work through because you now can create the vision of yeah. what you want to create. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're not just a normal everyday agent anymore. Now you're a business person. You're creating a vision of what you want. You're going to bring something into reality. You're a creator. You're a maker. See what I mean? That was I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like kind of exciting, little... right? Yeah. It's a little less overwhelming than trying to know everything. You know, it's like, just become an expert at at least one thing and then you'll be more confident and that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Think about any profession, the generalist versus the specialist. Who makes more? Think about doctors. Okay, that's an easy one, right? The surgeon versus the general doctor, general practice doctor. Usually it's about a factor of four there uh, in their incomes. Uh, let's talk about uh, lawyers. They do that, they specialize. Um, uh, any profession that you can think of, they specialize sports, they specialize, they don't do every sport, they do one sport really well, right? Mm -hmm. uh, anything you can think of that someone does really well and excels, they're a specialist. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to create for yourself is you want to become a specialist. And then you're not competing with anyone, you're, you are your own competition. Hmm. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Well, I can't wait to, to hear that you've got that nailed. Be, feel free to send me what you've decided or just tell me that you had it done. Either way, I just want the accountability of that you get it done. Uh, has this been helpful? Very much so. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Well, I enjoyed getting to know you today, and I hope you keep me updated. I will. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> uh, thank you. It was nice to get to know you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for Agent Unstuck Calls. It was a lot of fun today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. And if you want to hear more calls like this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly when the next episode is coming out. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard today and you'd like to relay that to everyone else, go ahead and put that down in the comment section so people can talk about it. And finally, if you're stuck in your real estate career, you're a veteran who's having some challenges and you can't figure out how to get to that next step, go ahead and schedule yourself an unstuck call. Just go to agentunstuckcall.com. That's agentunstuckcall.com. And let's get you scheduled in. You'll go in there, you'll fill out a quick survey, you'll find a time that works for you, and we'll get on a call just like this and see if we can't get you some answers. All right, this has been a lot of fun. I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. And again, thank you for joining us on Agent Unstuck Calls. Take care.